a Highline podcast. You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. No normal people. my friends, and welcome to No Normal People. I'm your host, Stephen Henning. Hello, I am your host, Dixie Lee Henning. And this is a podcast where we prove that the more you get to know the normal people in your life, you discover that there really are no normal people in your life. Thank you. With the sting music. This episode brought to you by the underhydrated and overcaffeinated vocal cords of dun, me dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's the final countdown wow that's why i married you i could have done better but oh my gosh babe i feel it in my body vocal <laughs> tubes <laughs> your vocal tubes my vocal tubes are my tired tubes are tight babe and there's not enough water in my tubes i got some tight tubes babe <laughs> oh i just feel it sure and it's like a hundred freaking degrees outside spicy? very funny very <laughs> funny welcome to <laughs> summer no where you're doing it no ah <gasps> Sorry, I got attacked by a vicious animal. The dog is joining the podcast. <laughs> Would you stop hitting mic stands? Just lay down. Thanks, Duck. Live your life. Good job. Good job, Duck. You're such a good pupper. We're doing it, babe. This is the final. <laughs> Thank you. This is the finale of season three of No Normal People. We seasoned it. We're doing it. It is well um, seasoned. It's like a Gotta walk. be honest. It's well seasoned and oiled. We intended to do 12 episodes this season. Sure. We're bringing you the 11th of oh, this season. Now I'm mad. And it is the finale. And I think it would be so much easier to just plan on every season being 10 episodes. Because honestly, the thing about our show is that it's about normal people. And it's made by normal people who do not know how to handle schedules. No, I know how to handle schedules. It's just we have a lot to pack into that schedule. And sometimes sure. the podcast has to slide lower in priority but it's tubes get a little too tight that does not mean the calendar tubes <laughs> yeah, yeah the calendar tubes that does not mean <laughs> that the people who are on the show are lower priority we should really us. exchange to calendar pigeons or you know air access sure right they're a lot the more tubes get a little tight and it's hard to navigate them you know sure yeah you get it <laughs> I actually don't, but that's not the point. <laughs> or we can use trained foxes. What I was trying to say <laughs> is that even when the release schedule of the podcast falls lower in priority in our normal everyday lives, mm -hmm. that does not mean that the people we have on the show become a lo lower priority to yeah. us. And I don't think there's a better person to exemplify that. You know how, how great everyone 
on the show has been up until this point. Everyone. Well, be prepared to be blown out of the water with the most girl boss boss girl in the entire continental US. Get it. Um Girl Boss Boss (laughs) Nope. (laughs) She's not that. She's not she's she's not that last word, but she's all the other ones. It seems that while boss is a term to express anger, it seems that boss boss is a term of endearment. <laughs> I love Parks and Rec. <laughs> anyway, now that we've thoroughly alienated probably a few people. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's all just like a bunch of beeps going yeah, on through really. here, so we we can yeah, handle it. Yeah, you should just about random in this sentence. As if I as wasn't if I was. planning that already. And then, yeah, you get it. <laughs> I do get it. Do that. Shayla Fife. Yes. Is on the podcast. She's here. It took us 80 episodes, but I think we finally did our best did interview ever. The best one <laughs> by far. You thought Sam was cool? No. Sam is very cool. Go nope. listen to her husband. He's terrible. He's the worst. Sam Fife. I'm kidding. In season He's one. Right. Space nerd to Space. the max. It's amazing. But- Shayla comes to the podcast and we talk about how much she loves her job, which is a about, very refreshing yeah. thing. We talk about arts and crafts. Arts and crafts, scrapbooking. Heckin' yeah. Knitting. Yeah. We talk about her son. Heckin' yeah. Who's a great The drooliest baby in the universe. <laughs> That's so sweet. So cute. He's yeah. so cute. I love him so much. Just wonderful. Anyway, this isn't about him though. No. Nope. <laughs> it's about Shayla. <laughs> we met Shayla playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And I must say, because I failed to say so in the interview, I miss playing Dungeons and Dragons with her. She's really good at the Dungeons and the Dragons. Man, you know, normal life, whatever, quote yeah. unquote normal happens. She's not in our D&D group anymore, and that's okay, but okay. I, I miss it. I only cry about it every single time we play. She was my favorite person to role play with. It was great. Heckin yeah. Anyway, we're here to talk about Shayla and her small business called Fife Created. Heckin yeah. You might have heard the ad for that. Yeah. specific business yes on a previous episode surprise surprise go check it out that spring Dope. launch is still rocking their shop is amazing just the fifes are amazing it's true and now it's time that you actually get to hear from her instead of us just talking about her Da-na-na. it's the final countdown no that was a little better it was, slightly it was better. a pitchy start your tubes didn't seem as tight that time no <laughs> We need to get our tubes checked. (laughs) All right. Let's get started with some rapid fire questions. Do you feel ready, Shayla? I think so. You think so? (laughs) Excellent. Nervous laughter. <laughs> Sweet or savory? Sweet. Rain or sun? Sun. Beaches or mountains? Mountains. Cats or dogs? Cats. Task oriented or people oriented? Which one do you feel more? Oh. That's a big that's one. It's really hard. I feel like it depends on what's on my plate. Yeah. Depends but on I, the task. Or also what, what zone of like, if I'm feeling safe people oriented Mm -hmm. if i'm feeling stressed for sure task oriented because i'm going to control the situation as much as humanly possible right correct (laughs) laundry or dishes laundry homebody or free spirit i would say that's changed over the last couple of years great and it is now homebody okay Mm -hmm. 
Thanks, Panorama. Yeah. <laughs> Spender or saver? I would also say that's changed, but I would say most of the time, saver. Do you call it soda or pop? Pop. Books or movies? It's That's a hard question. I don't like going to the movies. Oh, okay. And my husband is really, really sad about that. <laughs> Because he's been asking me to take him on dates mm-hmm. to the movies, and I I fall asleep during movies at the movie theater, so it's a waste of money. Yeah, it's a uh, really expensive nap. Ah, uh, but um, is it a good nap though? Yeah, I mean, I nap for an hour, two hours. <laughs> yeah, that's good. But a lot of my hobbies, I spend more time doing things, and so movies tend to be really good in the background, unless I'm listening to an audiobook. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert but I definitely need me time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. All right. That's the end of like the rapid fire either or. Okay. Now are the icebreakers. What was your first pet? Um, I had a Pomeranian named Sadie. Sadie. She hated kids. So (laughs) it was a good relationship. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure. Yeah. We, when we were, I think it was elementary school, we let Sadie go to an elderly couple because- she hated my sister and I, <laughs> but uh, my mom That's was very, funny. very sad about that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she loved her dog, uh, Sadie, but Sadie was the meanest dog I've ever, I could still remember. Whoa. Yeah. And that's why you like cats. Whoa. That is why I like cats. But I, I mean, I did, we did get a family dog after that. Yeah. You know, like a really friendly, so I still love dogs, but right. I'm very partial to cats. Yeah. What is your favorite snack? Apple slices and dried apples. Mm. Nice. Um, I had a neighbor growing up. Um, her mom was a stay-at-home mom, which was my first encounter with a stay-at-home mom. And um, she was also a health freak. Like, mm. maybe not freak, maybe just she was very health <laughs> forward. She used to have blue-green allergy for breakfast every morning and have all of her kids eat that too. Whoa. It was a whole world paradigm shift that stuff like that existed. But she had this, um, a dryer, I don't know. Some sort of mm-hmm. appliance, yeah, <laughs> that dried out. Um, like dehydrator. So, that's it, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. Um, and she would cut up apples and um, cover them with cinnamon. Mm-hmm. And so now, that's like the most special treat because yeah. I didn't know they existed until I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I thought I was like the champion of health for eating a Flintstones vitamin, like mm. maybe once a month. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that was it. What was your first job? Technically, my first job that I was, other than like babysitting, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, my first job that I was paid for was um, my mom worked at um, a title agency here in town and or a title company, and they needed all of their files transferred into a digital format. Oh, man. Whoa. And so you so were scanning stuff? I was their scanner for a <laughs> summer. Um, and it was the most monotonous job yeah. ever. Yeah. There you and go. I grew a deep, deep hate relationship with you know, yeah. printing, scanning okay. machines. What's the best concert you've ever been to? I don't like <laughs> concerts. Do you take naps at concerts? I'm just kidding. No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That's fair. I, my husband laughs because <laughs> if there was an Olympic sport for napping or being able to fall asleep, I would win. He, that is you, a superpower. Yeah. I mean, especially now that we have a child, yeah. mm-hmm. it's it's a superpower. But I, you could literally 
lay me on the side of the road and I'd probably sleep there. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I honestly could not tell you what concerts I've even been to. Couldn't yeah. tell you. They're not memorable for me for some reason. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing. I know that some people get a really euphoric like high from the experience. Yeah. <laughs> that dude right there. Dixie pointing out. Yeah. <laughs> me. Yeah. Me. And I, I wish that I understood that. I've had friends that invite me to concerts for like, that's how our meet and greet and how we get to know each other. And I just don't get it. Yeah. I can't uh, for some reason. Right. It's got to be something that I really want to see. Like, I don't want to just go to a Rascal Flats show. Like, I just, I don't care about them. And also, no. I would also for sure go to a Rascal Flats. <laughs> That's like my childhood. Okay, so we found the maybe band. the one you would like. Or Ben Rector. I would yeah, totally great. go okay. to a Ben yeah. Rector concert. Great. But yeah, pretty much nothing else. Yeah. What's your favorite dine-in restaurant? Dine-in. I'm like really close to being like one one place I love to go to, mm-hmm. not necessarily in Billings. Yeah is um magianos it's a little chain italy uh italian oh um, yeah restaurant yeah and sam and i try to hit one every time we go to a um town that has a magianos which is any town but billy yeah pretty much and <laughs> and we love it because of the not only the atmosphere but it was like an impromptu date night when um i lived in florida and mm-hmm. he was visiting me mm-hmm. and we stumbled across one um in Kissimmee, like I can't remember what the road is now, but um, it's very much a tourist trap where we went. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and amazing. we just yeah loved it. It's one, and so we hit one anytime yeah. we go to like. That's Las so Vegas cool because or... now it's tied to a memory too, yeah. right? It's yeah. not just like a restaurant you like the food at, but it's like right. remember that time in Florida, right? What is the worst fashion trend you've ever participated in? Basketball shorts. Yes, I really thought I was like. I, I always wanted to be a dude growing mm-hmm. up. I was so jealous of boys <laughs> in general. They got to just wear like the coolest clothes and the comfiest clothes. Mm-hmm. And they got to play with like the coolest like action figures. And all of the toys were like that I wanted to play with were engineered for them. Yeah. So I, for some reason, I got away with basketball shorts. I can't even remember why. Maybe I like showed up to gym and they were like, your shorts are too short. Here's these to shame you. <sighs> And so, then I loved them. Oof, yeah. That was the yeah. worst. I look back on that and really disappointed in myself <laughs> <laughs> because I had many comments where like I'd be walking through the hall up through high school for sure. Yeah. Um, like got gym today and I'd be like, no, no, this is just me. Yeah. My when I was in eighth grade, I was in wrestling um, and I got this hoodie for wrestling that mm-hmm. just, you know, said my number on it, blah, blah, blah. And I wore that every single day of my life um, in Arizona mm-hmm. and a pair Ugh. of bright yellow basketball shorts. Yes. What color was the sweatshirt? Black. Okay. So you look like a little bumblebee. A little bit. bad. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Mistakes were made. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> my mom tried so hard to get that sweatshirt off me. But I love the little touch of whimsy with the with a yellow pair of shorts. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, yeah. They were ugly. A little bit of flair. (laughs) So good. What do you think is your biggest pet peeve? So I would say so. For a couple years, I was 
I worked at City Brew, as we all know <laughs> and as love. We all oh, have. the brew. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the joys. Um, so I was, as you guys probably can relate to deeply, um, it was very ingrained that if you're not moving and doing something, yep. then you're a waste of space. It's time to lean, time to clean, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is so, very damaging to young workers to a teenager's psyche yeah 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 <laughs> if you're not producing you're not worth anything yep. yeah Anyways, America. yeah <laughs> so it's really hard for me though because there was this rule that we had at our specific um location where if it takes one minute or less do it now mm-hmm. which i still love that rule mm-hmm. i think it's a really helpful mentality because it just helps me accomplish a a lot more in my day especially if i'm feeling a little uh, unmotivated (laughs) but not everyone i know follows that rule Mm -hmm. and so when there are things going on Uh, like either around the house or yeah and it i know that something took like one minute right i can relate to that don't you don't so hard steven (laughs) i check yourself at at one point at city brew okay city brew i i figured out that it takes you exactly two minutes to unload the dishwasher Mm -hmm. and just put stuff away Mm -hmm. and i had closers who would like procrastinate it for some reason Mm -hmm. and just let it sit it's like what are you doing Mm -hmm. why are you doing this (laughs) like Mm -hmm. oh yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah i was the i was the closer that would be like i will do that last (laughs) i feel like I don't want to even share it. I might have been that closer because I didn't like doing the dishes. Yeah. And then in order to get the dishes in the um, mm-hmm. sanitizer. Yeah. Mm-hmm, that I would avoid that. I hate dishes. That's period. all right. So. Same. I Forgive am, me, Stephen. I am chronically we didn't unable work at the same to. Store. We're fine. <laughs> I'm chronically <laughs> unable to do things that only take a minute. Mm. Like right away. Mm. Like in my head, I'm like, it only takes a minute. I'll get to it. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, no that's, that's just that's just ADHD. <laughs> that's just it's, like eh. it's a totally to valid it. like way of processing. <laughs> For me, it's like oh, I could totally get like while I'm getting ready, our dishwasher or our um, laundry mm-hmm. machines, yeah, <laughs> are in the same room, and so my mentality is okay. I'll load I'll load a load of laundry into the machine mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm spacing the washer. On. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. The, uh, the, the washer. The the clean the clothes cleaner yes yep the magic <laughs> thing that <laughs> prepares my clothes for me but i uh will do that and then i'll get in the shower and then once that's done then like as i'm getting ready you know i'll be clean mm-hmm. it that's just how i work now totally and it's really hard because it's not really grounded in anything serious right but it is hard for like when i'm wandering the house and like you know sam is has done something very reasonable but my like but out of order (laughs) yeah either out of order or yeah actually that's probably a better way to put it is Mm -hmm. it wasn't on my time i was right i like that is number seven on the list yeah right it wasn't wasn't on my agenda yes yeah yeah and that's not his fault that you didn't get my memo that i put in my brain these socks before i get to that thing right yeah (laughs) it took me way too long to adjust in our marriage mm-hmm. to that of like, why don't you just do it this way? I know it's easier because I do it this way. And yeah. that's why he you know? does the dishes. <laughs> yeah. And I do not. I our mean, first big fight was how we load the dishwasher. <laughs> ours was laundry. How Amazing. laundry is folded. Amazing. And then the dishwasher was right after that. Yeah. yeah. And I, the laundry d- 
uh, argument, I was on the floor crying by the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Because for some reason, I'm that invested right. in how, and I did win. <laughs> <laughs> and then I won too, and it turns out by winning, I mean eh, I have no, done the dishes I would, every I mean, time. Yeah. Won. I do the laundry all the, the time. The compromise was if I want it done my way, I do it. Yeah, yeah same. And I'd rather yeah, yeah. have it done that way, so I do it. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I think I've done the dishes like twelve times, <laughs> and we've been married for seven years. So I mean, yeah, no, I feel that we, <laughs> especially once we had Sullivan. Um, my son, uh, I don't know if I need to say that or not, but <laughs> my child, absolutely, um, my baby, because when I was, when he was so little, there was like physically no way that like, we just had like our roles. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and laundry became mine and then dishes became Sam's and it was, it's just worked. Yeah. Totally. Um, not that we don't help each other out with each of them, mm-hmm. but it's just a, assumed thing because it's easy for each of us to just keep going and yeah. just do that yeah you're just yeah. assigned to that thing yeah like that. there was it's no good. official discussion either it was just like yeah you it get that and i'll get this what you fell into it was our team approach like, this needs totally. to be done and your brain was like i'll do it yeah, yeah. it was more of a priority for me <laughs> that that was done yeah. and dishes were yeah his priorities mm-hmm. right do you have a collection of something yes many <laughs> that was a very quick answer she i'm ready yes. to hear your many collections <laughs> I, I, I have many. Um, my mom still has my rock collection from when I was a kid. Amazing. In, in Florida. And I I used to collect coffee cup sleeves for a yes. while. Oh, yeah. And then oh, I collected yeah. movie tickets until they started doing the flimsy yeah. receipt paper stuff. Ugh. They fade, so it was what? pointless at that yeah. point. Back when they were like those amazing the cardboard, oh yeah, and the like the title of the movie was centered. Oh yes, mm-hmm. in I still have all those. Like you went to a movie, mm-hmm. and you had proof. Receipt paper, come on, AMC, because what the heck? That's that's other stuff's expensive. <sighs> I wanted to like because I was so sure growing up I was going to be famous. Yeah, sure, as everyone <laughs> does believe that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was trying to keep like a paper trail and like collect things that people could have that were mine. <laughs> right whoa okay yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) and i'd sign everything and but um so i wanted proof that like i had been to that movie at that point in history totally really really future forward kid but um yeah yeah. and then my final and favorite collection is um i'm obsessed with fairies and so i I collect i also did not know this yeah (laughs) i love fairies absolutely adore tinkerbell always did uh, i had a tinkerbell sweatshirt up until sixth grade uh, and someone told me that i was too old for <laughs> no you weren't tinkerbell what? sweatshirts hey and- listen isn't that the exact meaning of the story yeah <laughs> never grow up never i was gonna marry peter pan old. yeah you're too young my i wrote oh letters my gosh. i wrote letters to peter pan to come get me but um, yeah uh, but i have a fairy card collection oh wait i, at home. I knew that yeah i knew that i don't do like figurines or anything like that yeah. Yeah. because they don't really have that doesn't really match my aesthetic your aesthetic no. yeah this is yeah. my secret collection. this is my secret fairy yeah. collection for sure this yeah is me time collection. i love how very delicate and graceful and they're so beautiful i don't mm-hmm. like the because there's a lot of fairy cards and fairy things nowadays that are very very sexual yes <laughs> um right very inappropriate and so there's a specific vibe um i like the i love pictures of fairies that actually look like 
ballerinas. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. why I, I just love how beautiful they are. And also, fun fact, um, Shayla means from the fairy palace. Aww. No way. Mm-hmm. So it it's was Gaelic. written. She I'm, shall I'm, love I'm a fairy princess. So. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay, last icebreaker question. Yes. Because we're just, we're breaking the ice still, obviously. Sure. Um, <laughs> when you were little, what did you tell people you wanted to be when you grew up? <laughs> uh, I don't know where I got this word. But I had, oh boy. <laughs> I had no idea what this occupation was, but I think... <laughs> I don't know if my mom taught it to me when I was really little, but like when I was really little, I was so sure I was going to be an anesthesiologist. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Usually we get like astronaut <laughs> sure, or marine sure, biologist. Sure. Yeah. No. Or, yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> I remember we went on a cruise when I was really little and That's they so were going to ask us that question. Yeah. And <laughs> I think my mom even has it on video. I wouldn't be surprised because, you know, the VHS like home video things. Oh, yeah. But I I said I was going to be an anesthesiologist, and I think I liked the reaction yeah. that oh, I got. Because everyone was like... Because it was like so left Everybody field. Everybody laughed. And so like, Uh-oh. quote unquote, mature. <laughs> yeah. People would be so baffled by like, wow, that's an actual career. A very yeah. secure career. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you thought it was a really cool word. I don't think I had any clue at all what an... I knew... I think I knew it was some sort of like... Doctor, doctor Jason, yeah. at least, yeah, yeah. Um, but well, genuinely, I had. You took my thing. Sorry, <laughs> you're great. We were about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> you guys are so in sync. But yeah, no, I, I think sync. I, I really had no clue what it was, but I knew the word and I knew that it got a specific reaction. Yeah. So, I don't know if that helps. So but another yeah. interviewer. Before entered. that, I or after that, I couldn't tell you really what I was like. Had my, but that was yeah. my that was my go to answer. Um, so now that we're thinking in this frame, uh, first of all, that's the end of the icebreaker. So we're, we're going to get to like your story now and get to talk a lot about you and more, like I said, more focused than kind of like the scattered icebreaker questions can be. Mm, okay. So first of all, I guess second of, or third of all, cause we've done a few fa- anyway. Seventh of all. Um, mm-hmm. thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having we me. We are so excited that you're here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll continue to focus in with as much or as little detail as you prefer on that childhood phase of your life. So would you talk about where you grew up and what your family was like growing up, like siblings or, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Billings, Montana. Um, I have a mom, dad, and a little sister who's 18 months younger than me. Mm -hmm. My mom was uh, the provider of the household uh, because my dad has short-term memory loss Hmm. and um it just didn't like the career path didn't quite work out for him in that um when when it would get a little stressful or like high pace in like a traditional work environment that's when his short-term memory loss would really kick in and so Uh, um and also in case you guys are super baffled by this but (laughs) child care is expensive yes correct and my dad (laughs) really wanted to be a stay-at-home dad too Awesome. And so awesome. I had a stay-at-home dad. Yeah. It was amazing, all of it. Like having, I don't know, I'm I'm reflecting now as a parent how very special it was that I got to mm-hmm. spend time with at least one of my parents yeah. um, as intentionally as I did. And my mom was the financial wizard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my mom's an accountant. 
So she she's works. not a certified accountant, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but she really stumbled into this career path where she did a lot of bookkeeping and mm -hmm. um, she's honestly a pioneer for our family. And so um, very strong woman. But because she was very hyper aware of like, so she was the sole, um, I'm trying to think of the right term, but breadwinner. Yeah. So like a single family income, you know, like, yeah, yeah. so yep. she was the only income Mm -hmm. for the family for like the first 13 years of my life right so she was very fiscally minded mm -hmm. um and also with her career choice <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah so she was like super super saver so that my sister and i could have the experiences that she really wanted growing up mm -hmm. so we went on a vac family vacation every year it was either disney's uh, every year and then it would actually be uh, one to two a year because my mom has always been in love with the opportunities in the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so yeah. she would, she just wanted to see the world and still does. Um, yeah. My favorite thing is like now as they're inching closer to retirement, my dad is retired now, but my mom's so close. They are so excited because they just bought um, their RV. Yep. I was like, oh, you're going to yeah. say RV. In oh, my head, I was yeah. like, they bought an RV. I'm so happy for them because it's just been their dream ever since I was a kid that yeah. they just want to travel and they want to see and they want to be. And so my mom did a, like save a lot as I was growing up for those opportunities. So mm -hmm. my childhood was a lot of like really cool experiences. At the time, I had no concept of like a life without it. Mm -hmm. So now as an adult... I've I very much recognize like what my mom did. <laughs> yeah. Especially with the fact that she was also the only income. Right. Wow. And we lived in a house. Yeah. So yeah, reflecting on all of that, I don't think I appreciated it as much as I should have. But I also had no awareness of what life without that looks like. But so yeah, so we went on a lot of vacations. My sister and I got to experience a lot of really cool things mm -hmm. yeah growing up do you have a photo of a young shayla like with tinkerbell at a disney park oh no i don't think oh, so no. <laughs> i don't think so i don't even know if we uh you know uh, my favorite thing is so my mom was a scrapbooker mm -hmm. yeah and so I'm sure. Well, there's a legacy we got to talk about because your know. scrapbooks are like none I've ever seen. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all all because of mama. Um, but I'm sure my mom had, I mean, we could go to Florida and I could tell Probably. her, hey, oh, absolutely. Right. let's yeah. go find the correct yeah. scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She loved the Disney trips too, yeah, like yeah. documenting the Disney trips because they're so special. Did you cry the first time you met Tinkerbell? Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Peter Pan. I yeah. saw when we went to Disneyland in 2019. Mm -hmm. It was the second time I've met Winnie the Pooh, <gasps> and I sobbed. Yep. Yeah. I was just like, I was 12. It was really cute. Yeah. <laughs> I. I mean, it's so special. Like, it's so interesting how like there's this love, this fantasy, mm -hmm. but it touches you so deeply. Yeah. Um. But yeah, when I was like 12, I think it was maybe 13. Peter. I hadn't seen him the whole trip and he popped out of like, you know how they go back behind the alleys, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. as they're exiting like Main Street or something like, like the that. Staff area. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, the staff area. Yeah. So he had just either, I can't remember if he had just come out or was just leaving. Regardless, I caught him right at the end of the day too. And um, I, he must, I think he shook my hand no. <laughs> and then we went on um, 
it's a small world after that and i remember just crying like i'm never gonna my wash hand. my hand i did oh. i specifically told my mom oh. i will never wash my hand again yeah and it was amazing i was really obsessed with peter pan yeah, that's yeah. very sweet that's funny um <laughs> is it possible to say if there's a better park between disneyland or disney world yes in disney your world. opinion disney, disney world, world by far definitively yes no yeah Amazing. We've only been to Disneyland, so that we don't is have true. Any, hands down Disney World. We don't have any dog in this fight. You need you, you need to, to go to Disney World, and my family lives there, so yeah. we can we can go and stay <laughs> okay, in their spare bedroom. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's like, winter. Perhaps. My mom would die being able to take you guys to Disney World. That's actually why they moved to Florida, so they could take people so they, to Disney wow. World. No, so my mom could um, retire close to Disney World, so, so that way she wants to be a balloon. Uh, person. Yes. Of course. Yeah. So she Live can. Live that dream. What's can, her name? Wow. Linda. Live that dream, Linda. I know. Let's yeah. go, Linda. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why. And also because my mom uh, really struggled with winters here because yeah. she. Um, oh, yeah. She is a go, go, go. Yeah. Kind of person. And so like growing up, this it's is another. Yeah. Snow. <laughs> that's another part of like what my childhood was like is that it was like all we were always going. Yeah. Always. So every weekend was planned with some sort of activity, some sort of place that we were going to. Red Lodge, hikes, wow. farmers markets, wow. fall fink, like just all all over. And that was hard in the winter. Yeah. Yeah. And so my mom and dad moved to Florida so that way my mom could just keep that energizer bunny man going. That's so just so good. And they do. My mom's literally on a dinner cruise right now. Oh my or on a day day dinner cruise, yeah. We need to go to Disney World. Oh, I know. Please go. <laughs> Please we'll, go. We will take you. <laughs> we'll do. Yeah. That sounds great. Mm-hmm. You're listening to our interview with Shayla Fife on No Normal People, and we'll be right back. Howdy, partner. Well, hey. It, it's me, Highline Coffee Cowboy. Great. Thank yes. you. Yes, I have some beans here for you. Uh ordered yesterday and and you know baked or whatever the heck however they do that and i got them here for you (laughs) i got you some beans (laughs) i've been looking for beans i've been looking all over this tarnation what does tarnation mean side note yeah this is my accent for my D &D character in our nobody cares game (laughs) my name is hi my name is High. That's why it's Highline Coffee Cowboy. Great. That's my name. Great. Um, and I got the beans here for you. I've been looking for a delightful thirst-quenching beverage on these hot summer days. I think a cold brew of this coffee would just be swell. Well, you can use any old water on in these parts to make this delicious bean brew. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> but we recommend filter, <laughs> filtered spring yeah, water. Yeah, maybe filter the water. Yeah. I have heard tales of like arsenic and like giardia. Wow. So like filter the water. If you're going to use spring water, sometimes it's not always safe. You can't just but, you blame know- a public health crisis <laughs> on our city in the middle of an ad, Dixie. <laughs> I can. Well, it wasn't me. It was high. Line Coffee Cowboy. Great. Um, well, Highline Coffee Cowboy would love it if you bought a bag from <laughs> Highline Coffee. Us. Yep. By going to Highline.network slash shop. Shoppy. Grab a fresh roasted bag on these hot summer days. 
Are you Southern now? I just did it. Apparently. <laughs> like molasses just spilling out of your just mouth. Spilling out of your mouth. <laughs> Highline Coffee. Highline Coffee. Cowboy. No Normal People is a proud founding member of the Highline Media Network, circa 2020, alongside shows like Keller's Couch and The Whiskey Bench. But today we'd like to feature a teaser from our friends over at the show, Ravel. And then fast forward to the early part of the last century, and certainly just building up from there, suddenly we dug just a little bit deeper and underneath this ordered system was the, the, I mean, what appeared at first to be the total chaos of, of quantum physics. We see it's not as chaotic as we thought it was, but it certainly is. The, I mean, the, the new, Newtonian universe has come and gone. And I wonder if the same analogy can be brought over here to, I, I think, point toward what both of you has been have been saying to some extent, which is that it's, it's it's the limit of our own perception that is putting God in this box that says that hmm. we can't imagine how he can possibly change and remain God. Maybe that's not on him. Maybe that's on us. And the fact that we just like, so we can't imagine it. I don't think the fact that I can't imagine something is going to necessarily slow God down too much if he can, does, and, and does imagine it and, and ends up sort of living with it as as, as truth. So, so just the, the very fact that the level that we're working on cannot possibly be, you know, maybe we're just missing something so profoundly obvious because mm. we can't think on that level of complexity. Mm. So Billings, pretty much your whole childhood, like mm-hmm. through high school mm-hmm. even, uh, you went to Skyview. I went to West. You went to Sam West. Sam went to Skyview. Okay, that's where I twisted the uh, <laughs> yeah the stories there. How dare you? But um, okay, how dare you? Do you do you mind me asking <laughs> what kind of kid you were in high school? Like, even if you wanted to use like extracurriculars you were involved in, mm-hmm. and and those kind of things to like what's your paint click? us a picture of yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah that is really hard because I felt like I really do. St- Still feel like I didn't really fit in with mm-hmm. a specific clique. Yeah, I was sheltered growing up. I definitely grew up in the church mm-hmm. um, and didn't have a ton of exposure. Right. Um, I did in some ways, but um, in terms of like other thoughts and stuff um, and other ways of life, wasn't very right. So I really didn't fit in, even with like <laughs> I would say, even with the Christian kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Because I also just really like I had I had friends from every clique, but because of that, I didn't really have like a home base. Sure. Yeah. So I would say I was a cookie cutter Christian. Mm-hmm. I was very arrogant about it too. Mm. <laughs> Not in the sense that like I would walk up to people and be like, "Here's the ten reasons why you're a sinner." I don't know. <laughs> I did him. that. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you're super like that was the best years of my life. Uh, oh, he he pretty much hates it. I'm sorry. I don't like that aspect of it. Sure. I truly did enjoy high school. Good. And I started as that kid. Yes. And then he and met me. By the last by especially senior <laughs> year, like I had mellowed out so much in that regard. Oh yeah. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I was that for a while, but I was also at the same time very into boys. <laughs> very into boys. And so I only had guy friends. 
quote unquote guy friends for the first three years. Um, I had like no girlfriends Mm -hmm. at all Um, for the big reason that I was a really big flirt Um. and I had a boyfriend every year. Yeah, yeah, and I would break up at the end of the year because I wanted to have new options. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to have a new option the next year. It wasn't always that, but Mm -hmm. it ended up looking like that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and I do very much regret it. Mm. But because of that, I didn't fit in with any of the girls. I also didn't really know how to like interact with the girls. Like I said, I really wanted to be a dude, Mm -hmm. like so bad. Yeah, and so I just hung out with guys all the time because I just they it just made sense. Yeah simple there wasn't layers of popularity to jump through or be, the guys just said what they thought like and, in the, yeah. like mean girls kind seriously of way. Yeah. yeah 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 so <laughs> and then let's say my senior year i went through a really bad breakup and it really catapulted me into my future mm-hmm. let's say in general because i started addressing a lot of insecurities yeah a lot of um, parts of my personality that were rooted in things that leaked out my first couple of years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and so my senior year, I got the opportunity to be mentored by a very strong, independent woman that was not afraid to call me on my bull. I don't know if I can curse on here, so I'm you not can. going to. We'll, don't censor we'll yourself. Bleep it. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, she would call me on all of my lies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I needed her so desperately to call me on, on and give me um, sight on my blind spots. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Um. So I started finding out that like the reason I loved like the idea and of authenticity because I was the most inauthentic person. Yeah. Wow. That. Wow. I knew of. And then. What a huge thing to realize at 18. I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful. That you had someone like her to like yeah. bring you into that kind of head. Like there are retired adults that don't know what you know about that kind of arrogance Thank or you. that kind of like lying to themselves. Yeah. Right. And I'm so thankful. So, I... you, so you had this, this woman like guiding you into adulthood essentially. Yeah. At the time um, I was a part of like. In, for my senior year, I was doing well with my grades, and yeah. so I was allowed to do an independent study. Yeah. Mm. And so for my independent study, I decided to study the spiritual gift of encouragement because that was Whoa. my gift. Wow. And yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, well, this is a pansy <laughs> gift. Like, <laughs> I hated it. I was so mad. <laughs> what was that when you when you say like, well, this is mine? Was mm-hmm. that like? Did she like coach you through that and you guys discovered that or like it was like a test you took or something? Yeah. In really okay. like I was a part of like a leadership group in the in the youth ministry that oh, I was a yeah, part yeah. of. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And so they had us take that test and and encouragement was one of mine. And I was so mad because of all the gifts, that is like the it felt like the most pathetic. Um, sure. You know, someone's got, you know, prophecy. Mm. And, you know, even administration sounds cool. Like, <laughs> but here I am like, I like to You're the encourage people. Yeah. That's what I got on my test, by the way. Yeah. That's, and <laughs> I don't know what your reaction was. Did you have a similar or? I, I also felt like administration was like, 
I'm not gonna cool that. secretary. Like that's that's immediately where my brain went, and I was just like, what, what? Yeah, yeah. I was like so devastated that like, oh, of course I'm built with like the most pathetic. <laughs> I got like leadership and guidance. See, and I was like, are you sure? Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Are you sure that's right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so I decided, um, so my mentor was, is, is super passionate about leadership mm-hmm. and her degree is actually in organizational leadership. And so her big passion is um, developing other people, which was yeah. a huge, huge stepping stone for like my path in general. Right. Because I found the, the deepest joy in investing and encouraging and uplifting other people. Mm-hmm. So she... I had to have like an in-school mentor or person that I had to connect with. So that way they were making sure I was actually doing like stuff with my project. going to a class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it wasn't even like a structured hour. I think I had early out because mm. of it. Mm. But I also had to meet with her as my outside. And I remember I had actually another person that had agreed to be my mentor. And I'm going to need, I'm going to keep that nameless, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that completely forgot that they had committed to being my mentor and i thought i was gonna just lose like i had no one else that i could think of that like would be willing to spend that much time with me they had already like committed to it and they just forgot about me they never showed up and i never even had to thank god um address that person and be like hey wtf we made this promise and then you didn't show up yeah they actually they to this day i don't think remember at all that they had committed to a year with me and she found do, me and they make a point of not bringing it up maybe yeah but um she found me um crying in the hall because they never showed up and i didn't know what to do and my like i couldn't do the independent study without right without an, like outside. an advisor yeah. yeah yeah and so she was like all right i got it let's do it and i think that whole experience was unreal for me because she always made time for me yeah, mm-hmm. I would. I was able to come over for hours, and she just like put me through very. At the time, it was wild uh, exercises mm-hmm. um, because it was one of the first times I had encountered like a quote unquote a- adult, right? That was asking me hard questions. Yeah. Oh yeah. And questions that like really had to. I had to think about them, and i'm so thankful because i think the exercise was she was actually late for a meeting i had showed up at like just the wrong time and she was late for a meeting i was having a full meltdown um, because nothing made sense anymore i didn't know people were expecting me to choose what my career was going to look like because college was next year and yeah i was like i'm not old enough for this i don't know myself i don't know anything and so she locked me in her office (laughs) well not locked me but she shut me in her office you know drew the blinds and um not with her she just like said hey i have this exercise for you i have this blank whiteboard just start writing things that you value Mm -hmm. things that are important to you and just go from there and so she had taught me a couple of like processing tools um so the this one was just like a basic mind map and it was the most amazing experience for me and completely changed my trajectory of my life because i had worked through in that in that very visual exercise this is who i am i'm not that person like i'm not behaving like that person right yeah and this is what i want and i'm not on that path and so it was so cool yeah authenticity was a big one up there and then uh honesty i can't even remember but that specific one stands out where 
I realized in that moment that I regretted all of my high school career mm. because I know I hurt a lot of people. Yeah. Wow. I, I still to this day, like I have full meltdowns mm. <laughs> with my husband where I'm like, I remember this person and I said something so mean and I know it, like mm. I know it was became a part of their inner voice. I know it and I can't change it now, but I'm very thankful at 18. I caught myself before mm-hmm. it went any, and I also was given the tools because of this mentor on how to, you know, accept like the ugly parts of me. Right. Wow. Yeah. Before they became my masters. Wow. Yeah. I I felt that way after graduating. Like mm. I've been a real bad person to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I legit like wrote, messaged people on Facebook. It was mm-hmm. like, I remember doing this to you or saying this to you. And I am so sorry. Mm-hmm. I, like, I can't believe that I thought that. I can't believe that I felt that. Mm-hmm. can't believe I did that. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And like, nobody messaged back, but it was like, it feels good to know that like, I at least tried. And gave them the, gave mm-hmm. them the space yeah. to make that decision on whether or not they were going to heal from that or if they were going to, and then, yeah. Yeah. You you gave them an opportunity to either take it or reject it, and that's yep. totally their prerogative. But yeah, no, that's really cool that you did that. Mm-hmm. You are reminding me of a quote I just read this weekend, and it's something along the lines of forgiveness is choosing to accept the apology that may never come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, that being on one side of that is one thing, right? right. Like being the person who has an apology to, to ask for. Right. But then people in our lives, like, like I'm, I'm sure the three of us have all experienced, like, truly radical forgiveness for some serious we've done to people. Yeah. And that there's nothing that, like, if you accept that for what it is, like, there's nothing more humbling and also more inspiring for you to, like, rise into a person that you want to become yeah. because of someone offering you forgiveness that you feel like you don't deserve, right? Yeah. Like that is so huge. Yeah. So with this kind of this feels like a nexus event for mm-hmm. you. <laughs> it really was. And yeah. It, and like at the end of high school, looking back over maybe uh what we could probably call regrets sure. to some degree, but then looking forward and turning that into like transforming all that bad mm-hmm. or the, all that uh, that pain that you had like and making college what you wanted it to be mm-hmm. and really pursuing in like knowing what kind of person you wanted to look like by the end of it. Yep. I want to talk about that. So mm-hmm. the surface level question is where did you go to college and what did you study? Mm-hmm. But the deeper question is like how like how did it form you into the, that person looking at that whiteboard mm-hmm. in this angel's room that know, she right? closed you in like looking at that whiteboard like how did that whiteboard get you to where you went through yeah. college yeah so my senior year a lot of things happened my mom and dad moved to florida and i had decided adjacent to that not because of that that i wanted to pursue organizational leadership mm-hmm. yeah and yeah. that was also what my mentor studied yep and it was a hard decision for me because I didn't want to just do it because my mentor did it. Right. But I really did fall in love with it. My independent study really pointed me in that direction. I remember doing a campus tour in the middle of my independent study 
and everything that I was studying about encouragement, it just aligned so much right. with a servant leader. Um, there's obviously differences, but they're not blatant. Mm-hmm. A true leader is someone who cares about other people. Yeah. So I went to Southeastern University in uh, Lakeland, Florida. It was 20 minutes from the house my parents purchased. Yeah. So it just made sense. There were mm-hmm. very few colleges that offered it as a bachelor's. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, most people offered it as a master's. Wow. And wow. so okay. I went across the country to that school for the combination of finances and then also not very many colleges were offering it. Yeah. And it was actually within its first year of being offered. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Mm-hmm. First couple of years, maybe. Sure. But um, it was a brand new um, degree that they were creating. Yeah. And so the fun part about that was that they were still figuring out what needed to be a part of the curriculum mm-hmm. and the path that was needed. So I really took advantage of the lack of structure <laughs> because I was not going to college to get a degree. I refused. I did not want a piece of paper to determine my worth. What I was going to college for was getting more knowledge in something I found super valuable mm-hmm. and wow. spending time learning from people who were passionate, learning from people who had the experience in leadership. And so I wanted to just soak up because at that campus tour I did, I still remember Professor Hawkins, still my favorite professor, just the most incredible man on the planet. But in my campus tour, he it was like one of the very first classes, mm-hmm. but it's still like the biggest lesson they learned from my four years of college. But I wasn't even in, enrolled yet. But yeah. from this campus tour, he said, um, be the person you want to be tomorrow, today. Yeah. Right. And because of that, yeah, I um, I signed up for all of the classes I found interesting. Nothing in line with a degree. <laughs> At yeah. the time, I was like, organizational leadership. And then I was like, I'm not going to pursue a degree. I'm just going <laughs> to... Organization. Gonna, right? Yeah. I'm just going to go and like learn things that interest me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And what ended up happening is I did two years doing that. And I happened to take all of the classes required for me to graduate with an organizational leadership degree with a minor in youth ministries. Whoa. There were just like, uh, there were like two exceptions. <laughs> you took them in completely wrong order. And then they were like, yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah. So I took all of my senior year classes, my freshman year. Wow. And then I got talked, like I actually um, freaked out a professor because on my last day of my first semester in, oh, I can't even remember what course it was, but <laughs> I remember the professor coming up to me at the end of, that day and going okay so what's next for you and i was like what are you talking about and he's like well you graduate now Second don't you semester and i was like no this is my first semester of college and he's like freshmen are allowed in my class and uh, whoops and you're it like was apparently really cool. i guess yeah and i think it was also really cool because he had no clue that i wasn't a senior mm-hmm. and that's how i really Whoa. knew that like i was i was doing what i should be doing totally like i was really passionate about it and i cared a lot and i still do wow um, but yeah so um i went to college not necessarily to get a specific job i i, I say this sounds kind of fluffy when i say it right now but i went to college to become a certain type of person 
Right. Because I didn't want the paper. But then it felt like a waste when I got halfway through and realized that, like, I was all set up mm-hmm. to graduate yeah. with that degree. Right. <laughs> why not just like, why finish? Not? Yeah. yeah. Right. It really did suck that last year because I did the rest um, remote. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, virtual learning is just the best. The pits. Man. So good. It's so bad. <laughs> um, you have to be an incredibly motivated individual. And I was taking all my generals. And so... But, that um, are hard to be motivated about. Yeah. I did not care. Wow. In the slightest about my, anything in my last year. I didn't get to take anything I was interested in because I needed the, not that I didn't care about like astronomy, but that's not what just I was going to school for. <laughs> yeah. Well, like why? Yeah. It's all about just getting the credits. <laughs> it was so bad. It's I honestly, like I get them in Florida, but do I really need to know this? Right. <laughs> right. And I wasn't in Florida. Oh, you weren't? Yeah. No, I was here. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because um, that gotcha. last year, I, I took uh, the last year and a half, I was up here. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I graduated with um, in three years because I was so sick and tired of that last. Oh. I just pushed through. Yeah. And I knew if I took a break and did a summer break or anything like that, I wouldn't go back. <laughs> You're like, ah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And people to this day are like, you going to go back for your master's? And I was no, absolutely not. No way in hell. We said we were going to go back to school after we got married. Yeah. It's been seven years. It's fine. I mean, there's a very specific type of person that can go to school that long. And I very much respect them. That's a lot of time, energy, um, a lot of motivation. Yeah. Um, I don't have that. (laughs) Yeah. So how does that degree then inform what you do for work? (laughs) Yeah. If it does. Yeah. So I think the best thing about, um, so right after college, I was so sure that I needed to just, I'm, I'm going to be a leader. And the great, the grace of that is that you can be a leader wherever you're at. Yeah. Um, which I did know that at the time. But I specifically was bound and determined to be what my mentor was or wanted to be. I like had absorbed like, oh, okay, if I have this degree, this is, this is the end goal. Like this is what people with my degree right, pursue. Right, this is what they do. Right. Yes. And so I wanted to be an organizational consultant at 19. <laughs> yeah. Which, with my vast <laughs> wisdom of leading people, I was so sure I and I was so entitled and so arrogant that, like, I have so much to offer. Why won't people just ask me to help them lead their people? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's so funny looking back now, and I'm so thankful that I was humbled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Painfully humbled. Um. So I left college no one wants a leader without experience. Yeah. Really shocking, I know. So weird. And I remember <laughs> I started working at the Billings Clinic. My husband's going to laugh now because I just said the Billings Clinic. <laughs> I don't know why, but I the- do not just refer to it as Billings Clinic. Well, after they changed it to Billings Clinic, I still called it Deaconess for too for, long. Yeah. Too long. Well, it's always the Billings Clinic for me. Don't, <laughs> yeah. Couldn't tell you why, but it is. Back so, at my The City Brew, we did the exactly. same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so I started there as a patient access specialist, which is registration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a couple of years. And then I wanted to start pursuing what my, um, once I graduated, I wanted to start pursuing some sort of leadership role within the organization because yeah. I did love Billings Clinic. And oh, I didn't say the thank Ooh, you. We'll edit it in. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. You're we missed it. Dub it. Yeah. <laughs> She said this wrong. <laughs> but yeah, so I wanted to transfer into some, like, kind of taking those baby steps up mm-hmm. yeah. into a more of a leadership role. And I remember I tried to transfer departments from 
registration to HR assistant. Yeah. And they had specifically told me in my application that I couldn't apply because I had no leadership experience, which to this day, I still don't get it. (sighs) Yeah. Like who is who is hiring people with no experience? As an assistant. Those as an assistant. Right. Like why as an assistant would I need leadership experience? I'm not leading anyone. Like. (laughs) Oh, that, that if is anything, like my this biggest... is the entry level. Like this is how the jobs that need experience. That's my biggest yeah. pet peeve about like applying to things when they're like, you need three to five years experience. It's like, I just graduated. Like mm-hmm. I have no experience. Mm-hmm. Someone's got to hire me. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to HR because HR is closely aligned with like where right. my degree is. Yeah. Um, right. It's the, those departments. If there is a department that's focused on organizational development. Yeah. It works closely with HR. Right. Yeah. So I wanted to get my foot in and it didn't work out. Well, they kept telling me, you know, leadership experience anywhere I, I turned leadership experience. So I said, great, where can I go where I can get quick leadership experience? Mm-hmm. So that way I can repivot and get into what I'm passionate like about, which is people. And so I started thinking, okay, where is there a high turnover rate? So I went to City Brew. <laughs> Because I knew classic high turnover. Yeah, I knew I could get up to a manager within a year, totally year or two and that I could then be a manager for a while Mm -hmm. or whatever I wanted. Yeah. Get that amount of time to get the experience. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I could get that on my resume. Right. So then I could go back to Billings Clinic. Wow. And so I did. I uh, was assistant manager within a year, actually not even a year. And then I was senior assistant manager. And then was managing that next year um, within a couple of months. So, and I hated it (laughs) and it was the best experience for me too, because it, it really broke me down because I was just a barista with quotes, just a barista. And it was devastating for me that I cared so much about like being so much more than that Mm. because I felt like my worth had to be, it's, it was so intertwined with yeah. what I was doing professionally. Wow. It was so painful. And I cried so much over being quote unquote just a barista. Yeah. At twenty five maybe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Maybe yep. I was actually only twenty three. But still I was just devastated because I had friends in high school that or even in college. I I have a friend that's working in DC, um, closely aligned with uh Congress. And mm-hmm. I have another friend who's, you know, in the uk studying Whoa. for her masters and yeah have another yeah. friend who's working for a nonprofit in south africa helping children and i'm like i'm just a barista sure Ta-da. story of my life <laughs> i was so painful <laughs> it was like of course like there's nothing i'm unremarkable yeah mm. so there was a big falling out with yep. city brew for a couple of things mm-hmm. and i'm very thankful for the timing because it was right when i was about ready to move into a mm-hmm. role like at the billing at Billings Clinic. <laughs> but what was really cool is that through that painful experience of being just a barista, yep. yeah. I learned slowly that my job was not what I wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. My life was so much more than what I was doing. And I knew I wanted to love people and I wanted to have the flexibility to have people in my home and then also raise potential children. And I wanted to volunteer and just I didn't want to be working my whole life for an eight to five career Mm -hmm. just and i was finally able to separate like who i am and from what i do yeah yeah and so i transferred to or i got a job as a tech assistant in the pharmacy yeah yeah at the clinic and um was 
delighted because being an assistant was my favorite part of being at City Brew. Mm -hmm. I loved uplifting people, encouraging them, being there for the manager. I loved it. Absolute favorite part of my job was ministering in that way to the manager and just being a supportive person to love love them. I don't know how to say it any other way. Right. Uh, you're saying it perfectly. So being an assistant at the pharmacy was unreal because I got to love and support and help. I think it was eight managers. Yeah. And a, uh, or seven managers and a director. I got to uplift them. Maybe it wasn't quite that many, but it was a number of individuals that I really got to spend time with. And I got to encourage them. I got to take on things that they just couldn't handle at that time, you know, data entry and just things that were distractions from them doing what they're so good at. Doing mm -hmm. their best. Yes. Yeah, right. And I loved that because I'm also a lot more administrative than I thought. Yeah. Um, And it just so turned, it turns out that I'm, I love scheduling. I love being a secretary. I love it. It's mm -hmm. everything I've I my brain works that way. Yeah. Yeah. And then also combined with the fact that I was supporting individuals with this niche role. Yeah. Yeah. So that way they didn't have to worry about whether or not they were going to Yeah. they didn't have to think about those things. They mm -hmm. could focus on taking care of billings. Right. Yeah, cuz you get to run now interference for the tasks that they don't necessarily need to be doing. Exactly. And as you do that, as you perform those tasks that actually click with you and yes. your personality and the way your brain thinks and the way your brain functions, you are also as a byproduct getting to encourage them at mm -hmm. the same time. So that mm -hmm. that's why task oriented, people oriented is so complicated. Yes. Because mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm doing these things because I love it's, people. Yeah. It's not so binary because it is truly both. Yeah, it really is, especially yeah. with what I do. Um, my favorite part of my job is I know exactly the part I play in serving my community. That right. feels good. I love it. I that's feel, okay, I feel like that's what literally everyone wants in a job, mm. to know exactly what they do and the part they play Yeah, and, and see the impact on the community. Like you yes. being able to recognize, like when I'm working at my best, that means patients in my city are getting the best care they can. Yep. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love being in healthcare too because I know healthcare should be a place where people feel safe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it should be where people are giving their absolute best. Yeah. Because people in their absolute time of need need mm -hmm. reliable healthcare. Yeah. And not all healthcare institutions are set up to be their best. No. Regardless of like the people, the structures mm -hmm. um, aren't always in place. Yeah. And so I am so thankful that in my, you know, my assistant role, I'm part of the solution for healthcare mm -hmm. being its best. Yeah. Yeah. So transferred from, because I loved my job, I then applied for the executive assistant position, which was surreal because mm -hmm. it was less than a year into me working at the clinic right and i got it <laughs> yeah at mid-20s which mm -hmm. is in case you guys were wondering really really weird yeah oh yeah um i still am in awe of the people i get to work with yeah and i might tear up because i just i love them so much um they care so much about billings yeah mm -hmm. and about the people that are in this community and 
I'm so thankful I get to be a part of that and I get mm-hmm. to know them and I get to work alongside them and they care about me, mm-hmm. you know, and not that, that I don't know why that's surprising, but I just feel like in a lot of organizations that I've been a part of, you're just a pawn, especially the higher you get. Mm-hmm. And I oh, think that I can totally feel that. Yeah. City Brew being an example. And I don't I don't want to lay this at City Brew's feet. I, I just want to say like most we, a we lot all of yeah. service, been there. service industry mm-hmm. can be. I felt my best actually when I truly was just the barista who got to be on front hill and yeah. make a customer's day. Yeah. But when half my day was uh, like bank runs mm. and like unloading orders and doing inventory that's where i felt just like my soul being sucked out of me because i hated that part of it like truly it was like on days when i was scheduled to just be on front hill and hand out black coffees and heat up pastries Mm -hmm. that's when i felt lit up i loved the window and it was like like i would i would (laughs) yeah there, there was a moment when i was assistant before i ended up leaving i was like if I'm going to stay here, I almost I almost want to just like step back to shift leader. Like, yeah, do not ask me to go further up because the further up I go here, the less I like it. Yeah. Same. Very but much same. In your case, like something that struck me probably like 10 minutes ago now was you are describing working for an organization at the hospital mm-hmm. or at the clinic at large in our area. Yeah. That the higher you go, the more on fire you become. Yes. And. That is also something not a lot of people get. And I that also, is a sense of fulfillment like that we, we all want, yeah, truly. Yeah. And I think it's just encouraging to know that organizations like that exist, especially if you've been put through the grinder over mm. and over again mm-hmm. to, through entry-level jobs to rise for the raise and then realize, oh, this sucks. Yeah, that is like... What you are experiencing with Billings Clinic Mm -hmm. is, I believe, a rare experience. Yeah. Like, not a lot of people get that high up in any organization and think, this is the best. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. A lot of times, the higher you get, the closer you get to the sun. Like, mm -hmm. Icarus. Like, your wings are going to melt and you're Mm going to die. (laughs) I'm blessed beyond measure. I love what I do. I... I and people so now that I've started Five Created, mm-hmm. people are coming up to me regularly and going, "Okay, so when are you going full time with Five Created?" And I have to be super real. You don't want to. I don't know that I want to. I really don't. <laughs> I yeah, love yeah. my job. Yeah. yeah, I love what I get to do. I love the role I play in my community. Like I said, my boss is the most incredible human I feel like I've ever met. <laughs> and I'm really not trying to say that in the context of like I'm not. This is a very authentic, real, like, she's amazing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. She was recently nominated for uh, a leadership, national leadership award. Wow. As an assistant. Yeah. Because of how, I mean, she's also, like, she's obviously still a boss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, She's just, she just radiates servant leadership. And she works tirelessly, not only to support our CEO. Yeah. But to make sure that us, as her direct reports, feel satisfied and feel challenged and feel right. valued. And I've never met someone who cares so much about other people like she does. It's amazing. And I'm wow. so... Wow. I mean, she's the reason I work from home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because 
she knew that was something that I wanted it. Yeah. And she knew I'd be good at it. Yeah. Right. And she specifically sent me home so I could be there with my baby. Mm -hmm. You know, like people don't do that. Mm -mm. Right. Yeah. She fought for you to make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she valued you. Yeah. That like she knew that you could do the same amount of work. Yes. As well as you could from home as you could from an office. Yeah. But the experience would be so much better. Mm -hmm. Like she knew that. And I still just I feel like in a daze. Wow. I am so thankful. And I, yeah. Yeah. I love what I do. And it's even funny because like people are like, what's next? I don't know. I love it. This. Yeah, I love the it. Same thing. <laughs> I mean, I get to meet, I get to interact with some of the key people that are making huge decisions for our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every day. Yeah. And I can't believe they work at the capacity that they do. Right. It is wild. I'm there. I do their schedules. Like. Yeah. Right. I see exactly what they're doing and how hard they're working. Right. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. there's a very <laughs> special kind of person. I do not envy what they do. Yeah. In the slightest. You're like, I'm I'm at the spot. I'm at the sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> totally. um, and for good reason. I will never, I am not a yeah. manager or a boss or anything like that. I don't want to be that anymore at all. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's because you truly like you vibrate at the frequency of empowering them to do what they do best. Yes. And encouraging them to continue doing their best. Yeah. And it's also cool to see them really vibrate where they're at too. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's oh, like a wild, wild so capacity yeah. that I can't even like wrap my brain around yeah but there's some leaders that you know they are living they're they're living in their sweet spot they Mm -hmm. love they love their direct reports they work tirelessly for them yep i'm so inspired by a couple of those individuals for how much they care Mm -hmm. right and the fact that they are wildly smart individuals oh yeah oh yeah it's cool amazing it's weird amazing You're listening to No Normal People with Shayla Fife, and we'll be right back with the rest of the interview. If you want to join in the conversation or stay up to date with No Normal People while while we are on our break between season three and season four, you can follow us on Instagram and or Twitter at NoPeoplePod, K-N-O-W PeoplePod, or you could shoot us an email at NoPeoplePod at gmail.com. Maybe even sign up to be on the show. Maybe. That's a possibility. You could do that. Or visit our page on the Highline website, highline.network. And be sure to to rate and review, right? Is that what it's called? You got Just it. review. Just give us stars. It's like money, but for our egos. Um, and you can do that on Apple Podcasts and That's probably right. Spotify, I think. Spotify you know, doesn't we, allow the words. They do the stars. Oh, well, I, I feast on stars. That's all I eat. I like so the nice words. The more stars that you give me, the more um, nutrients I get in my body. Yeah. Anyway, I also read five-star reviews, so I'm going to do that now. Great. This one is titled, Drink Coffee and Listen to This. And this one is by our good friend, John Mulford. It's a five-star review, obviously. I wouldn't be reading it if it wasn't a five-star review. That's not the point. Anyway. That's the segment. Yeah. (laughs) This one says, Dixie and Steven do a wonderful job of showing us what it means to find joy in knowing another person. Fun, authentic, and quirky in all the best ways. I'm looking forward to this podcast. Exclamation point, headphones emoji, smiley face emoji. Great. Two notes. Yeah. 
John's wife has been on the show. Hecky Nash, Her name yes. is Mariel. Mariel Mulford, you can find in the archive. Find her. Just a great episode. Just go find her. I think it's probably about time we get Mr. John on the show it's himself. True. We should do that now that they live in Montana again. If we're being honest, I think that would be pretty awesome. Number two, I love the recommendation yeah. of leaving a five-star review on one of your favorite podcasts while drinking coffee, and maybe you should do it with the Highline Glen. Yeah, you hear that? That's me, the Highline Coffee Cowboy. Drink the coffee and give me the stars. Yeah. Howdy. On, on highline.network slash shop. Yeah. Nailed it. Nailed it. What in tarnation? I just want to say tarnation more. That's fine. Honestly. Anyway, you should go give us stars to feed me and tell us good things. Um, and I only accept five star reviews. So yep. thank you. Dixie reads those. And yep. it's fun. That's Lovely. True. Let's get back to the rest of our conversation with Shayla, shall we? Heckin' yeah. So you mentioned Fife Created mm -hmm. and listeners a few episodes ago would have heard an ad we got to read for Fife Created, mm -hmm. uh, which was a tremendous honor for us. We were very excited to it do so. It was an so. honor for me to Highline shows. I, yeah. I want to talk about this small business that you have that I also love that you've already mentioned that like, I don't know if I want to take this to the point that I am quitting my other job for, to make this full time because mm -hmm. this, this is something you've added into your life mm -hmm. at what seems to be an opportune time yeah and frankly you're kicking ass at it <laughs> thanks <laughs> so uh we already mentioned scrapbooking mm -hmm. and uh you have always since we first met to play a silly game of dungeons and dragons together yes which lasted a year and a half mm -hmm. and by the last session we were all like puddles of tears <laughs> At Tim and Puddles Sarah's table. Puddles of friendship. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from the first time we met, you were always the one showing up to a session with something to knit or mm -hmm. different pieces of a scrapbook that you were, like, placing on a sheet while we were, like, playing the game, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you like you're, you have always just been making stuff in front of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then you chose to focus it into Five Created. So I just want to talk about what you make, why you make it, what inspired you. Yeah. I feel like Fife Created in general is just a fruition of my, yeah, my love for making things. Even in college, I would show up to every class with some, I was making a blanket all of my yeah. freshman year of college. <laughs> yeah. I was definitely that person. I've always been that person. Even last weekend, I went to a couple of bars and I was knitting. Yeah. Just <laughs> hanging out. Um, so I get a lot of comments <laughs> that I'm like, how are you doing it? <laughs> And um, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I, I might be a high capacity crazy person. I don't know. Well, so. <laughs> we'll just say high capacity crap. Well, sure. We'll yeah. say it this yeah. way. We'll say it this way. You look at your peers at the hospital and you wonder how they do it. Like some of us look at you and think yeah. the same thing. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, uh. I'm always doing something. It's even a little weird right now. Like I'm not usually I'm like knitting during conversations <laughs> yeah, yeah. and totally. stuff. Yeah. So Fife Created was so once I had my son, um, there was so very little control in my day to day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Fife Created was really born out of a mixture of me like able to control an aspect of my life that right. I was passionate about, which is making things. And then also me creating time in my day 
for me. Mm-hmm. And then in that, That's creating huge. things for other people. Yeah. So I've always wanted to open a small business, to be super honest. I wouldn't be surprised if Sam and I open a yarn shop uh, <laughs> somewhere in town someday. Amazing. Or uh, I don't know if I've created thing. I don't know. I don't quite see that as a storefront. But right. we've always wanted to do something like that, mm. especially because I just love making things. And yeah, the timing just really worked out. It was one of those I was playing with clay. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds so silly now that I'm thinking about it, but Mm -hmm. like I really was. I was just playing with clay. I loved it. And then Sam was like, what if you sold these? I don't know. I don't think people would buy them. I think they would. (laughs) How much money did you make at the... (laughs) Stop. At least $2. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it was just uh, wild because we kind of just looked at each other. And I think this has become my motto for the last like five to six years what's the worst that could happen you know right and accepting the worst too yeah like am i okay with that like if that's the worst that could happen am i okay with that possibility Mm -hmm. sure okay you know so the worst that could happen is it doesn't work Mm -hmm. great you know then you move on and you let go (laughs) yeah and so with five create it was one of those like i'm gonna i'm a very big in case you haven't already gotten it like i strategize I know that organizational leadership is not like organizer. I'm not mm-hmm. an organizer. That's that's like business leadership is right. what yeah, my yeah. degree's in. Yeah. But a subset of who I am as a person, <laughs> I'm a big organizer and strategizer, and I'm mm-hmm. always looking for new ways to make things efficient. That's how my brain works. Yeah. My husband right. will come home regularly, and the house has got a new system. It's upside down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like okay, now so now these things now go. we're doing the Dewey Decimal System. Exactly, so exactly. <laughs> and then I sometimes forget to tell him what the system is, and then yeah. he's like, he doesn't do it, and then I'm like, you're the worst. Anyways, um, <laughs> he's like, so, you didn't tell and now me. he does the dishes, and you do the laundry. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I love strategizing. And so I strategized how could I possibly start a business on this for the least amount of money? And then that way I can just try it. Mm -hmm. And if it works, I can start building and investing in it. And if it doesn't, I'm only out this much money. Mm -hmm. So we did that and it worked. And I'm still like baffled genuinely. Yeah. It shouldn't. I don't know why I think like it shouldn't have worked, but it did. Mm hmm. And I'm, uh, I'm going to be honest, I'm still processing it. And it's been almost a year now. Right. But I've been slowly like Five Created has been running off of Five Created money since that first launch. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. Like it's already paying for itself. Yeah. With the lowest possible investment you could have put into it up front. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. And I think part of it is my husband and I's partnership mm-hmm. and our unique talents oh right yes we just really capitalized on what we're good at yeah right like i'm really good at strategizing and project management yeah i know how to like pick a target and then break it down into its pieces and make sure i get there right on the timeline yeah that's just how my brain works and that's part of like i have i really do have city brew to think about that because i learned a lot of project management skills from that totally. experience totally but then I also have like my day job as an assistant. Like I manage time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I play Tetris with people's lives. <laughs> like yeah. that's what I do. Right. And so I know 
in terms of that skill set, running a small business, I that's that's me. Mm-hmm. My husband's a graphic designer. I uh-huh. cheated. I really cheated. <laughs> um, he is a phenomenal artist. Yeah. And he has made Vife created a beautiful, beautiful place. I wouldn't be here at all. Right. <laughs> it wasn't for my husband's expertise in that area. Yeah. Um, and he's also, he dabbles in photography because why not? Yep. You know? Who doesn't? Right. It just, it was a perfect <laughs> he combination. More than yeah, I know. He's incredible. He did our photography for the Highline website mm-hmm. for our merch store. Yeah, yeah. He's, and what's funny though is it has been a hobby. It's never mm-hmm. been something that he's done more. Right. Like he did, he did it sometimes for his job, but it wasn't ever like he took courses or anything like that. Yeah. So <laughs> the fact that his interests and my interests just really, married into this beautiful Mm. small business that we have now right and yeah i make clay earrings and clay jewelry yeah Mm -hmm. and assorted actually not even all clay (laughs) i make accessories and jewelry right um and i hate saying that word too because i'm really bad at it jewelry jewel jewel i always say jewelry and it's just sure so i make clay things yeah you're welcome <laughs> accessories, accessories is good. Is right. yeah 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 um especially now that it's transformed into less like just earrings mm-hmm. and necklaces it's now turning into like i i just did some keychains and i did um some barrettes and stuff like that so yeah. i'm dabbling yeah um and i think that's my favorite part of the model too is that i i really like trying new things yeah and so i can still do that in the medium right like, uh, and come up with a whole new approach. So I, I'll tell you, I'm personally very excited that y- you are dabbling in like other pieces of accessories because mm-hmm. I don't wear earrings, Yeah. but I can't tell you how much, like every launch you put out, there are things that like you, you have designs that have like momentarily just taken my breath away with how, mm-hmm. how the simplicity of it also conveys what I know about you. Thanks. And to be honest, in the last hour and a half, I've learned so much more about you since mm-hmm. we've met in a w- in wonderful ways. But like every bit of intentionality that you put into your work at the hospital and that you put into empowering people to make earrings wearers originally <laughs> feel empowered and beautiful, right, with what they mm-hmm. get to put on themselves. Mm-hmm. Like... I, I truly have been jealous that I didn't have my ears pierced yet <laughs> in those kind of ways. I mean, like I, I'm sitting here with our friend Maria painted my thumbnail because mm-hmm. I was just like, I just want to do that. I yeah. I don't care. Gender norms, whatever. Like yeah. I, I love that I can do this and that I get to sit in a manicure with Maria. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. As, as you expand, like I'm looking for like a bracelet or, or something like that because mm-hmm. The animating force behind Five Creative, sure, it's a side hustle. I don't even know if you'd like to identify with "quote unquote" side hustle because that can be toxic sometimes. But yeah. um, it's a lot more than just what you make. It's like we we all see the people behind it, mm-hmm. and knowing that you are animated by values of authenticity and encouragement, mm-hmm. and also leaving a space better than when you showed up Mm -hmm. right leaving something behind and knowing that like the people who are engaging you right through your product is like you're making a mark Mm -hmm. is what i'm saying and uh all of that is so inspiring like there there i have had many moments 
just as like an amateur podcaster here <laughs> where I'm like, this is a lot of freaking work. Intermediate. Um, honestly, let's let's be real. And you <laughs> you truly have like inspired me to keep going when I have like bad weeks where I'm like, I'd rather just like turn it all off and mm-hmm. go back to watching TV every night because sometimes that would be easier, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to wear earrings more because of how much I love your earrings. (laughs) I like earrings and I'm like, I need, I need these. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Mm. I still just, I don't know quite the words to display. Like I don't deserve this kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. um, but I, yeah. And I'm not trying to like play into like a, it's just baffling. Yeah, it mm-hmm. really is. And uh, the comments that I've gotten over the last couple of weeks were like, I have a friend who was really struggling with like her art and she helped me with my first uh, maker's market. Yeah. And yeah. at the end of it was like, OK, I'm doing this. I'm, I'm <laughs> full sending it. I'm yeah. Like, Great. What do you need? Wait, you'll help me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll help you. Do you need stickers? I've got a cricket. You know, like. Right. Yeah, totally. It's just been so fun to see how something as simple as clay earrings where it started there mm-hmm. has really ignited for a couple of people around me just this this possibility yeah world of possibility yeah right and even for me too like yeah. just this world of possibility of like what if i just tried something and if it doesn't work it doesn't work totally but what if it does that's such <laughs> yeah that is that dreamer's attitude is something that I see in Sam a lot as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like quite literally to the extent of like uh, just the amount of nerd he is for quite literal like rocket science and space geek, mm-hmm. right? Just oh, like yeah. you both. Okay. If I could pay you another compliment. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, please don't. Dixie and I are, <laughs> we've talked about it on the podcast already, but we're entering a phase where we are, so close to being fully licensed in the state of Montana to be foster parents. And we also have a very special situation with a possibility of an, an, a, a very quick adoption happening for us Yeah, in our very near future. Mm-hmm. And in moments of like, I already feel like we do a lot. I'm worried that adding a child to the mix would take away from that. Like you and Sam are people that I've very often reminded myself of, of, you are able to create a beautiful family atmosphere and raise a wonderful son that Dixie and I have had the privilege of knowing since he was born. And you're both kick-ass at your jobs and you're artists and you have this small business that's doing a lot more than just, again, it's a lot more than just a side hustle. Like you are doing it and truly like Dixie and I admire you two so much. Thank you. Um, Wow. I will say you learn very quickly in those first couple of months. You're capable of a lot more and a lot less than you thought. Yeah. And I think that it's important to just note that like it ha- it sounds so much more glorious than it actually is. Mm-hmm. You know, I really appreciate it. I really do. Because that's some of the kindest words genuinely that I feel like um, Sam and I have the honor of receiving. Mm-hmm. Um it's a lot of hard work, but it's so possible. So um, I, I am conscious of the clock for us. Mm-kay. So it is time that we wrap this up. Um, <laughs> among everything you do, are there 
additional hobbies that you even like to add in? I already mentioned Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. that you get to play on Mondays. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you would mention? Just like, uh, are, are there, uh, it, it sounds like quite a bit of your life is already strategized around like things that give as much as they take. So you're not mm-hmm. constantly being sapped or mm-hmm. just depleted yeah. by the end of it. Right. But, uh, yeah. Are hobbies to recharge or just mm-hmm. for the pure enjoyment factor. Yeah. Mondays I play D&D yeah. for four hours. And then every Friday I scrapbook all night. And then I am knitting five different projects right now. Oh, man. <laughs> Amazing. And I love just general crafting. Yeah. So there's a, an assortment of things that I do on the one-off nights when I'm feeling it. But yeah, I would say those are my big ones Great. is knitting, scrapbooking yeah. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I scrapbook hard. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on both my 2021 and my 2022 album Oof. right now. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I also am very hyper aware that I have way too many photos of my child. <laughs> That's all my 2021 and 22 mm. albums are. Right. I, I have done a couple highlights of like, this is what Sam did this year. Right. It's like a photo. <laughs> I have learned yeah. from having multiple siblings that the desire to photograph every moment of your child's life significantly decreases with each child. Yeah. <laughs> and time. Yeah. It became, it. it's sad, but like you've been there for, you've, you've been watching this hyper growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That not that it isn't as miraculous, it is. Yeah. But it's not as like, oh, I need to take a picture of this moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can also just enjoy this moment. Totally. Yeah. And that is something that I've been super fixated on is that I will I don't think I'll ever have a specific album for just Sullivan. Right. Period. I will always just have a family album. Mm-hmm. Because I never want to do that. Yes. I never want to have the time that I have now and make a beautiful, elaborate scrapbook for just Sullivan. Right. And then if I don't have the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Not that I don't. I mean, let's be real. 2021 turned into the year of Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it is pretty much just photos of him. But that it's still a family album. Right. And. It's still like, you know, documenting. Yeah. And like, it's all included. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. all part of the family experience. Like I highlight totally. how, you know, communication changed in our family when this milestone happened right. or wow. like yeah. how Fife Created happened and right. like right. Sam's new job. And so I like to incorporate those big things and like even what's going on in the news. I have like news cl- newspaper wow. headlines and stuff like that in there too. That's so cool. And I also just recently figured out how to... Um, add QR codes to my nice. um, photos, so no then that way. way it links to family videos. Oh my god! When you oh, scan cool. over them, so that's been a whole that's, new. That's next level scrapbooking right there. Well, I loved as a kid watching my mom's. My mom recorded like some of our special yeah, moments, like the home you know? videos. Yeah, the home videos on a VHS, and I wanted that same opportunity for Sullivan mm. in some way. Right. And so hopefully YouTube's around for a little while. Yes. <laughs> That's where all my <laughs> family go. videos are. I don't see are. that going away anytime I soon. really hope not. And honestly, if it turns into a MySpace situation, yeah. I'll just keep my, my YouTube account forever because yeah. there you go. I have all my 
QR codes linked to it. Right. Yeah. They can't Naturally. go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like to follow any particular like morning or evening routines as a strategizer that you are? That's a really good. I think I did before kids, uh, before uh, yeah. Sullivan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I had a really, um, but now I can't as much. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm actually glad. It's a lot more like dancing with it. Yeah. Impromptu. It's a lot more go with the flow. Yeah. Um, I get up. We make sure we have our two pouches of food for Sullivan. Uh-huh. <laughs> And then I would say uh, I sit on the couch and we as a family watch YouTube videos. Um, We have some of our favorites. And then Sam will usually, I guess it's going to change soon, but Sam will go into the office and I'll work on my phone and then sometimes bring out my laptop until Sullivan's first nap. And then I would say nighttime routine is after Sullivan goes down, I'm usually doing some sort of Mm -hmm. project. Yeah. Until yeah. about 10 or 11, and then I wind down. I shouldn't be doing this. I do regret it, but it's <laughs> it's just where I'm at. <laughs> um, I'm usually on my phone until about midnight. Yeah. yeah. I watched TikTok for too long at night. I yeah. I went just like on scroll, a deep dive scroll. last night. Yeah. It was bad. And then I had like <laughs> nightmares because I was watching a version. Of, I was watching <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. and. Oh. Wow. I don't I recommend. Do there you go. Don't recommend that before bed for sure. Right. Yeah. Anyways. Wow. On that note. That's very good. So more of a rapid fire than we normally do, sure. uh, but for the sake of time here, yeah. uh, our closing question is usually just check in with people on like what they're currently into or like mm-hmm. consuming media wise, mm-hmm. just because I find it fun. So what are you, are you currently reading anything like in the middle of a book? I am not. I don't, I don't <laughs> make the time for that right now. Right. Yeah. Is Great. what I should say. I shouldn't say I don't have the time. Because yeah. I obviously do. I spend an hour on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Right. So. But I, it's not even like a should or shouldn't thing. You just, right. you're not reading anything right I'm now. I'm not reading anything That's right fine. now. Uh, what about listening to? Uh, I know you're not necessarily a podcast person yourself either. <laughs> but when it's your, t- your turn to pick music. Yeah. What comes up if you're like running the Spotify at home or in the car? What do you jam? Yeah. Um. <laughs> I found this band that is just the bomb um, <laughs> for right now. And I'm actually going to pull them up because I forgot their name. Oh, it's Yours to Break is the album. And it's called, it's by the East Pointers. Okay. And I don't even know how to describe the vibe other than maybe Scandinavian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Um, All right. Yeah, I love that this specific album bounces back and forth between just instrumental and then right. um, one that is also like it's got vocals on one song and then the next song is just instrumental oh, and then cool. the next song is vocals. Sweet. And I love it for when I'm working yeah. because I cannot work with words in music. Yeah. My husband loves playing music with words and it's it's very hard for me because mm-hmm. I'm my attention is not i can't do that right scheduling writing emails all that kind of thing like your brain is already full of enough words yes yeah. for sure I yeah i totally understand yeah. and then i'll mistype and yep. that's just not okay yeah, yeah absolutely uh are you watching anything right now i just finished a netflix series that i binged yeah mm-hmm. um i'm a huge i love binging on series yeah. totally um but the one i just finished has had me reeling and processing my whole life 
and my perspective on faith mm-hmm. and how I approach that with parenthood and wow. just yeah. dumbfounded. <laughs> yeah. It's called Keep Sweet, Pray and Obey. And it's about the fundamentalist uh Mormon church. Yeah. Ooh. Um and what happened in the early two thousands. Yeah. With Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Yeah. And Whoa. I wow. Had no idea. And then also it's just really good like I have been chewing on the content. It's not about anything that I'm pulling from it, but I'm pulling a lot about like my responsibility as a parent. Right. And Whoa. um yeah. in especially in light with my faith too. Like yeah, and how much my son depends on me and right. how my utmost priority is his protection. Huge. So, yeah, that's been crazy to think about for <laughs> like a week now. Yeah, huge. But yeah, awesome. so I just finished that. Great. My last question for you is, what does the word normal mean to you? Does it bring up any particular feelings? Negative, positive, ambivalent? Not really. I mean, average. Yeah. I think of normal in the sense of like, Maybe expected. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Like normal routine, normal. Sure. You know. Rote. Yeah. Amazing. Shayla Fife, this has been amazing. You are the perfect closer to a season mm-hmm. of this podcast. And uh, my goodness, we are just honored to know you and excited that you're here. I'm so honored to be on the show and <laughs> to get to know you guys a little bit more. I know it was very much all on me but (laughs) i really really enjoyed this thank you would you read our favorite quote to close us out yes i would be honored the only normal people you know are the ones you don't know very well Ladies and gentlemen, we have now landed in summer of 2022. Please remain in your seats until the airplane is taxied to its final destination on the tarmac and that seatbelt light turns off. In the meantime, you may turn off airplane mode and use your cell phone in regular fashion. Roam about the cabin. Nope. No, don't. Specifically, don't roam about the stay seated. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Yes. Also, too um, much. Too smoking, aggressive. <laughs> smoking. If you're smoking on the plane, don't. It's been a minute since I've been on a plane, guys. You don't smoke. You don't yeah. vape. Not nope. even in the bathroom. <laughs> not, not. Not even. Not even. I. Fam. You want to know a fun fact, Stephen? Get those vapes out of here. You want to know a fun fact? Yeah. I've been on multiple airplanes at this point in my life. Congrats. My dad used to work for Boeing. Cool. Um and worked on airplanes and helicopters, all that stuff. And your dad works for the FAA. And I've been on many uh just like planes going from place to place. I have never once in that entire time used an airplane bathroom. That's a feat. Congratulations. Yeah, it's like the Mile High Club, but it's it's the not Mile High it's, Club. It's specifically not. <laughs> it's specifically <laughs> See, that one's that one's yeah. inappropriate yeah. sexy time. Of course. And the other the one that I am wow. championing wow. is is that I only use the bathroom on terra firma. Terra firma. Yeah. Right. Don't use it in yep. flying tubes of metal that's great yeah quick plug for our past guest bridger haffey who Heckin bridger also works for boeing in the seattle area 
that was one of my favorite interviews. And while we're at it, why don't we shout out Ayla Grand Prix? Because my little fun fun fact is going to also involve space. Wow, great! She was on, and she she was she was a she's the going into space. 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 The theme music. Yeah, the theme music. Space. Okay. Space time music. Before we get to the space, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're drawing a connection between Shayla, our wonderful guest, yes, and her husband from today. And her husband. Is this going to circle back to Shayla in some way? Because I want to just reflect on how. No, let's talk about Shayla first and then I'll go into this. Okay, fun. Because this is kind of like the easing out of the epicness that was. So we're going to talk about Shayla and her epicness and how awesome she is. And then we're going to talk about space. Oh, my God. I. (laughs) Is it is it possible to sit in the room with someone that genuine and that earnest that is so excited about where she is? In her career, that she starts crying when she starts thinking about her coworkers because she loves them yeah, that much. Yeah, can we like for real? Had that ever happened to you before? Time, real time moment. Come on! I like I've met people that are like, yeah, I love my job. It's really great. I love the people I work with. Yeah. It's really good, fun times. I like making money and doing this line of work. I have never in my life met someone who is so like passionate about their job yeah that they are literally brought to tears at the thought of like being able to work with someone how cool their coworkers that are. they're working with Amazing. and the fact that she's like i'm in the exact right spot like i don't need a higher position yeah like this is exactly where i'm supposed to be yeah. i'm thriving i am a boss lady she's not but i mean she is but she's not you know you listened anyway boss lady lady boss yeah what i'm saying is she like i've <laughs> never like i have never even jobs that I liked, I've never liked my jobs. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> you know that what I mean? That was amazing. You know what I mean? That was amazing. Like, even my favorite job, I've been like, I mean, I'll quit. And the fact you know? that, like, <laughs> my bosses could listen to my podcast and mm-hmm. be like, oh, he eventually doesn't want to work for me. He wants yeah. to make podcasting full time. Don't listen to this, you know? That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> Shayla's out here telling everyone that she's like, I don't want to quit my job this with is my, my ride or die. small business. Heck like yeah. I'm doing what I want to with both. I don't need one or the other. Yeah. Exactly. So cool. So cool. Yeah. She's a trendsetter. <sighs> this is what, this is what the boomers were trying to teach us to do. Yeah. You know, they're like, find a job and love it and live there and, and thrive. And then <sighs> eventually you'll die. And sure. You'll be happy. Well, um, and then the, all the millennials sure were like, the, I don't know about that. I think yeah. I want to switch jobs every other month, actually. I don't Thank think you, that's the exact takeaway You're, we yes, should bring from you're this. You're correct. You're correct. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just feel like every time I get to spend that kind of intentional t- time with Shayla mm-hmm. that I've learned a lot and I just feel like I'm a better person after getting to sit with her for a while it's like true. that speaking of oh learning a lot wow yes she's she's fantastic but we're gonna move on if we don't move on we will talk about her indefinitely it's true. and the entire next season will just be like let's talk about shayla so and give how me, awesome she is so give me so, a quick speaking of learning space quiz yeah yeah yeah. it's not actually a quiz i just i know that you saw it and like the entire universe saw it um the new photos of the space dust <sighs> stuff um so this is this is a two-part thing i just want to worry duck breathing like that i just want to make make a comment we now have the technology to see space with such 
precise, magnificent detail. Uh huh. Like beautiful things that we only assumed were there. Like we can see pristine colors and shapes and distance. Like we got it now. Like I'm sure that we'll eventually get even better pictures than this. But how far away was that? Was one of the pictures um, that was taken by the new? Well, the specific photo I think you're referencing where you see like seven local stars that the are nebula. like the spiky. Oh, I don't know about the nebula. Okay, what? how far was that one? What I'm talking about is the one that's all the galaxies where we can see the gravitational lensing yeah, 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 yeah. of that local cluster mm-hmm. that's like bending the light around it. Yes. That actually allows the telescope and us thereby to see even further into the past because it is lensing light even further away. So, at an ex- like, do you know ugh. how many light years away that is? I have heard thirteen point one billion years away, light years away. So that picture, pristine, beautiful picture, thirteen billion light years away. Yeah, and we can't get a good picture of Sasquatch. Wow, this is this is all I'm saying. We can't get okay. a picture of like the squids that live at the bottom of the ocean. Sure, you know what I'm saying. Sure, like we can't get that. Like, why do we have such grainy pictures of people robbing banks and gas stations? Oh, you know, yeah. we can see a star 13 billion light years away, but we can't see freaking Craig stealing a Snickers from the 7 Eleven. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Do you think Sasquatch is real? Heckin' yeah, I do. Do you really? Prove me. Prove me wrong. Wait, do you really? Prove me. Yes. I also think that Megalodon is real. The giant shark. Wait. Heck yeah, I do. Wait. Loch Ness? Heck yeah. Wait. <laughs> Disprove me. Wait, listen. <laughs> we <laughs> seven years of marriage. Sure. Five years of dating before that. Sure. And we never discovered that we both believe in Bigfoot? No, I think we knew this and that's why we hadn't talked about it. You know what I mean? Like, how okay, I've said this before. Giraffes, they're real. Unicorns? Nah. A giraffe, a thing with like an 11 foot long neck. That's real. Sure. But a horse with a horn on its head, not real. You get it? Like, the, how is, how, how are Sasquatch not real? All I'm saying is someone needs to prove me wrong. And also we need to get better pictures of them because we have the space camera that can take pictures 13 billion light years away. This is a lot. You know what I mean? And this, I don't think this needs to become Shayla's outro in its entirety. Well, I mean, um, she was talking about fairies and how much she loves fairies. Oh my God. I, that was so Fairies cool. could be real. I didn't know I don't that know. about Shayla. Amazing. Tiny people with wings? Heck yeah. Let's go. Let's, uh, <laughs> off the air, let's talk about Bigfoot. Cause yeah, I, yeah. yeah A I giant think, hairy I think man living in the woods? Heck yeah. Absolutely. I'm, I'm into it. How... Let's take that space camera so, and get a picture of him. That's all the, I'm saying. With the photo I was talking about, the idea of that one, with the gravitational lensing specifically, that is as if you were holding a single grain of sand mm-hmm. at arm's, at length, arm's away. length away from you. And that is how much of the sky- That pinprick. Is in that photo. Of single granular sand prick. I will also say this. Yeah. I'm just going to put this out there. I want to claim- 99% certainty. Aliens are real. That there are billions <laughs> of creatures in that photo. Oh, heckin' yeah. 
That's all I'm saying. Sorry, Shayla, that we like we've There's turned no the, the end of your episode <laughs> into uh, cryptid. There's talk. just there's just you know? no way. Megalodon, I'm sorry. real. Loch Ness, heck yeah, she's real. Bigfoot, real. Aliens, real. Very into That's it. That's all I'm saying. Mothman, I, maybe. I hope not. Because I feel moths are gross. I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't plug an episode of Ravel we did a while ago called Aliens and Exotheology. Mm. But I think it's time that we let this season come to a close, babe. It's the final episode. Yeah. Did it. We did it. Crushed it. Thanks for another great season, everyone who's been on the show. Thank you for coming. Season four is filling up fast. So if you would like to be on the show at the end of 2022, please uh, hop on our show page on the Highline website or, to sign up or shoot us an email at nopeoplepod at gmail.com. Or if you know someone that you think would be really fun to have on the podcast, send them a link to that. Correct. So they can sign up. I have gotten emails from people who say, hey, you should ask this person to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Send that but, to them. Yes. And tell them to sign up. I would rather the request come from the person who wants yeah. to be on the show. Because it's a little creepy if someone you don't know is like, hey, do you want to talk about your POG collection? Right. You know? But like- also... <laughs> But also, if you don't share that person's email or any way to get a hold nothing. of them, it's like... We know nothing. It's, I, it's like the... I would love to. The, the Asian princess scam, you know? Like, <laughs> please send $2,000. Yeah. It's like, no. <laughs> you email us. That's all I'm saying. That would be fantastic. <laughs> I'm not going to email some rando and be like, hey, I heard you really like fishing. Let's talk about it. Absolutely. But I don't know your first name. I think they're... Yeah. You know what I mean? You got it right. You get it. I do get it. (laughs) So sign up to be on season four. Thank you for everyone. Thank you to everyone who's been on season three. And I guess enjoy your summer, dude. Get get it done. I can't say the other thing because that is that's owned. But also summer is like summer almost over for like school children. Yeah, that's true. Man, all the animals are just joining us. I think it's time we go. I think. They know. They're like, Sasquatch is outside. We need to go now. Enjoy your summer, everyone. And remember that the only normal people you know are the ones you don't. That you don't know very well. I get it. I got it. I finished it. What happens when a Christianish agnostic, a liturgical post-Christian, and a female Methodist pastor walk into a podcast? You get Ravel. One in three people will experience a faith crisis in their life. Faith unraveling is often unexpected and lonely. It can quickly feel like everything is falling apart just from asking a single question. Like, does the Bible assume magic is real? Does being pro-life mean more than anti-abortion? Or how should faith inform how we eat? Whether you're deconstructing, reconstructing, deconverting, converting, growing beyond toxic theology, or just asking questions, we're here to be with you along the way. Each Wednesday, we have a drink and pull on one thread concerning faith in the modern world. Listen to us on the Highline Media Network.
Highline Media Network, artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.